successful. <laughs> I um, had some technological challenges to say the least yesterday. And it was, it made me grumpy. And I knew I still had to face it this morning, which is why I'm talking about it now. And just to, I'm going to give you kind of the lay of the land of what I, what I did, because I didn't want to start my day off frustrated with technology. Technology could do that, by the way. <laughs> um, my my scanner wouldn't work. My computer crap, you know, all the fun stuff. But I didn't want to wake up in that frame of mind today. So when I woke up, I I went and I wrote in my gratitude journal very first thing this morning. And I'm like, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you know, I have technology to stress me out. I'm grateful that I need technology. You know, there's a lot to be grateful for around this. And then I drove to the store and made sure I was blaring my my song, I Hope You're Happy, that we play every morning or every, you know, every show. And then I was nice to somebody in Cumberland Farms, our, our gas station, this, this little girl, I was behind her. It was funny. She was a very aggressive driver, which I noticed um, as we were on our way to the store. And I'm like, okay, it's not me. It's the person in front of me that's slowing us up. But I, you know, I wasn't cranky about it. Instead, now mind you guys, this is all conscious stuff, right? It doesn't, I mean, some of it becomes habit if we practice it enough. But it was, oh my God, my computer's doing stupid stuff again. I wonder if I've been hacked or something. Uh, anyway, um, I could have been really crabby about her being aggressive, jumping in front of me, whatever. But she had a tail light out, so when we got in, I was like, um, "Excuse me, you have a tail light out." And I don't even know how old she was, but man, you'd think I shattered her world. She got so frustrated, and she's like, "I just had it fixed. I got pulled over. I got a ticket. Blah blah blah." And after I listened to her for a little while. Because she felt like she had gotten, um, you know, kind of robbed from the guy where she went to get it fixed. She had tipped him. You know, he helped her. It was one of those uh, part stores. And the more we talked, the more we realized she might have told him fix the brake light instead of the tail light. She didn't know there was a difference. She just didn't know what she didn't know. So um, she had said to me twice in the conversation, this is why I need a man. And um, I'm like, no, you don't need a man. Like, it, it was it was interesting that that was the perspective. Um, yes, a man, a woman that knows things about cars, whatever. There's definitely people that could have helped. But um, I felt bad that she, like, thought it was, I need a man. I'm like, girl, you do not need a man. Because um, I'm a little Miss Independent. And I'm sure it cost me a lot, a lot of money to pay people for all those things I don't know how to do because I don't have a man <laughs> to, to fix those things. But you know what? It's definitely um, 
less expensive than the cost of being with the wrong man. <laughs> That's my one of my lessons today. And then I just got home and the the baby that the dog that I used to watch before I went on my road trip was outside. So I got to say hi to her and her sister and her mommy and and I am doing everything I can to to start my morning the way my morning should be started and to set the tone for my day to have a good day. That's why I'm telling you all of this, by the way, is I could have woke up crabby, jumped right on the computer, fought with it, been miserable, not gotten to help someone, not gotten to see Carolyn and the baby, you know, like all these things. So deliberate choices. So I think we talked yesterday about control of our happiness or I don't even know what day it was. They're kind of running together, but control of our happiness. And that's what I'm doing this morning is I'm trying to set the stage to take control of my happiness, which I deserve completely. And I will make sure that I have a good day. So I'm visiting with you. And that's another thing, right? Like I needed to, I feel good when I get my, my podcast done in the morning and I get my writing done. And, uh, Today, one of my goals is to take a shower. Like, how's that for a goal? Just because yesterday was so hectic and I never squeezed it in, squeezed it in. The weather was nice and we went for a walk and so it didn't make sense to go before. But then the day just kept going, going, going and I never got a shower. And that's not good self-care. So because I like to practice what I preach, I'm preaching. So that way I make sure that today continues to be a good day. That's a that's the real life morning of Bobby the Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, here's today's reading. Joseph F. Newton says, people are lonely because they build walls instead of bridges. The isolation of our illness can be devastating. And the more advanced we are in our disease, the more isolated we became. The journey back is hard one. But to, to wake up in the morning and face the world with, with friends is a joyous triumph. We reach out to others like us and realize we're not alone in our suffering. The pain of our illness made us feel separate from others, as if we belonged to an entirely different race of people. We wondered how anyone else could feel the way we did. The fact is, we belong to a special group with, adv- with special advantages. We know the symptoms of our illness and know that we can ex- what we can expect from our recovery. We can talk about our feelings with people who understand what we are feeling, and why we are feeling that way. And we have a way out of our pain and suffering. The 12 steps. They say the 12 steps. I don't disagree. It could be the 12 steps and it could be any of the other things that we've talked about. Other groups, friendships, just knowing that we have the resources. It could be even a Facebook group, right? Like-minded people. We, never, we need never again feel isolated from others. Our group and the strength we found from people just like us will be the bridge to our future happiness. Today, help me know when I'm isolating and give me the strength to connect with others. That, that last sentence there about sums up how I viewed my road trip or at least what, you know one of the reasons. I went to a it was about reconnecting with all those people because I had been isolating and had my head down and I'm about to go into isolation mode again on some level as far as, you know, I have to pick the activities. I don't, I don't want to feel stressed by all the things I have to do throughout any day. So I'm going to have to not overbook my calendar and make sure that I'm spending time 
on the things that I need to get done and then want to get done and then the self-care stuff. And sometimes the self-care stuff for me is the isolation where I can go walk on my schedule or do what I need to do to take care of myself. Shower, for example. (laughs) What I really think this reading is about, and I love this because I went to a class Saturday morning and there was a lady there who I'm hoping to get on the show. I'm going to look it up. I don't remember her name. I think it was Susan. And she was saying her the premise of her model and her talk was about hints to happiness. And she shared with us that research shows that the three areas, the most important in determining factors to overall health and happiness are community, social contact, and satisfying meaningful connections. And all of that to me sounds like dealing with people. (laughs) You have to have people to have community, to have social contact and, and satisfying connections. And I will tell you that this is another area that we have to work on, right? We can't just assume that the people in our life are going to stay with us if we don't do our end of working on the relationship and reaching out and staying connected. She also shared, and I've heard this story many times now because in the addiction space it comes up quite a bit, about the rat study where they're, let's see if I could explain this without screwing it up. And of course now I've heard it a different, a bunch of different versions, but the story goes that you put a rat in a cage alone with some heroin water and they become addicted to heroin. You build uh, a place where there's other things to do like a rat wheel and, and other rats to play with and you put in a bottle of heroin water and a bottle of normal water and the rats drink the normal water because they have the connection and the activity and the socialization that they don't need the heroin water. And even when you take the poor little rat that was isolated all by itself somewhere else and put it into, um, Susan called it Shangri-La, rat Shangri-La. I think the studies call it rat park. But even if you took the addicted rat and put it in that environment, they don't, they aren't, they don't pick the heroin water anymore. They pick the normal water because they're getting their dopamine and their happiness and their pleasure from the socialization of being in the other rats. So that's, that's really, that's really a good lesson in recovery because especially as gamblers, right? Like isolation, especially nowadays when you can gamble so much online and on the internet and all those things, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a only us addiction. And by that, I mean, when we're in the throes of it, I mean, you might have a social, a social game, like, like poker, for example, or, you know, games at the casino where you're at the table and you feel like you're being social, but those aren't really, you can connect in the moment as the game evolves, but it's not like you're making lifelong friends at the craps table. Like it just doesn't work that way. So the gift, one of the gifts of recovery, if we're working in and we're going to meetings, uh, whether we're going to GA or online or 
whatever where you're where you're in a pool of people that know the journey like everybody's journey is different but that can relate to the feelings that come along with it and relate to the isolation um it it's healing and we're and we're lucky to have exposure to that I've heard people say so many times, you know, my spouse feels like I'm getting rewarded or that I'm I'm more lucky because, you know, if if one partner's going to GA meeting and the other one isn't going to Gaminon or doing something for themselves, they're not getting the community. So the gambler might get out of their isolation shell, but the spouse isn't. And it just it just speaks to how important the community piece of it is. It's one of the biggest strengths of the center that we go to was how dialed in we all were, you know, checking in every day with each other on the thread, the friendships that happened along the way where we do outside activities, whether it's going out to eat or, you know, I've golfed many times with one of the guys, well, a few of the guys actually, and it it's filling our bucket kind of with positive things like the relationships in the community and knowing that we have people to understand us, it helps us stay away from the gambling, the bat, the whatever, just like the rat stayed away from the heroin. We need never feel isolated from others. Our group and the strength we found from people just like us will bridge, will be the bridge to our future happiness. And it's so true. This, this part is important and goes back to the self-awareness piece and the honesty piece that we we're always talking about. Today, help me know when I am isolating and give me the strength to connect with others. So if I was in a funk, let's say that I wasn't dealing with the, or I was dealing with the computer crap first thing this morning and this lady at the store, you know, I saw her driving aggressively and I got my little attitude on and didn't bother talking to her or being, you know, letting her know about the problem. Do you think I would have stayed more grumpy? Or do you think it would have helped my day? Because I would have been isolating, right? Like, I don't want to talk to strangers in a in a gas station. Like, what the hell? I definitely would have set, stayed more grumpy. And the more grumpy, the more negative shit in our bucket, the more likely we are to go back. And, and that's extreme, but you get the gist of what I'm saying, right? So instead, by trying to reframe it and be like, okay, I'm going to be social today. I'm going to be helpful today. I'm going to be grateful today. Now my morning is off to a much better start. So dial into your community, guys. Um, figure out what your community is and and put some effort into it. Not only... Not only is there the benefit of forming communities or strengthening relationships, but it's also a distraction that keeps us away from the next bet, drink, whatever. And also take note of when you are isolating. Be aware. Are you alone because it's good self-care time and you want to be alone? Or is it because you're isolating and you don't want to deal with people? And if you don't want to deal with people, do a little digging and find out what's really what's bothering you. Because something's probably bothering you is the moral of the story. So that's my advice for today. 
Um, I'm not going to tell you that isolation is always a bad thing. I am fond of it and I need it to do to accomplish the things that are important to me. So I'm not opposed to isolation, but when we're using it in a way to keep those walls up and to keep us removed from people, like it's real, I think probably part of it is if we're isolating, we don't have exposure to people. So then we don't have to lie. I don't think that gamblers want to be liars. I think it's just about synonymous, but I don't think we wake up and go, I want to be a liar today. So if we're isolating, it means we don't have to lie and hide as much truths from other people. So that might be a symptom of our isolation. So there's a lot of different reasons and it's going to be unique to everyone. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you have a shitty attitude, attitude is I like to call it. If your attitude is showing, maybe you're isolating so you don't take it out on other people. That might be a, an okay reason to isolate. But the better way might be to process your feelings and to talk through it with someone that you trust and love or that can relate to you so that way you're not hanging on to it and it doesn't snowball into resentment or long-term pissy pants. So those are my thoughts on that today. I hope that, I hope you're happy. See, you got me singing this week. I love that song. And it doesn't hurt that I listen to it like three times a morning. And I still can screw up the lyrics, but that's another whole story. So I am going to go continue my good morning and trying to make it the best day I can possibly make it. And I hope that you guys will do the same.